Good evening, gentle listeners, and welcome to Kinda Sorta Maybe, a Buzzsprout production, with your host, well, me. <laughs> uh, I guess that's how I'm going to kick things off for tonight. Last time, I left y'all in a cliffhanger in um, in Christie's livestream on Wisdom, um, but that was on her profile that I was recorded on previously, uh, but as for tonight, we're going to change things up a bit, and instead of recording a part two on her profile, she has agreed to do it on a part two, but this time let me live stream it on my platform. And I can already see that she is already waiting, but before I let her in, I just wanna say for you guys to keep in touch with Kinda Sorta Maybe, wherever you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, be sure to hit the bell notifications for any upcoming episodes coming in the future Hit the subscribe button if you're new, um, and leave a five-star review on Apple if you use that, so that I might be able to read your comments in the future. And if you also want to support as well, if you just listen on Spotify, just give it a follow, and go to listen notes if you want to make a comment down below in the community section, and we'll get right into it. Um, yeah. Yeah, let's get into that. And let's see. Alrighty, Christy. Um, let's see what you got. And um, this time, instead of me being kicked out every 10 minutes, I hopefully will... Um, I hope... Bleh, I cannot talk already. I'm sorry. <laughs> hopefully that it will let you stay in for an hour instead of just 10 minutes. And that it being letting you being kicked out. And she is coming in, ladies and germs. Coming in hot, rain out snot. Hello, Levi. How are you? I am alive. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm also alive. I've been really busy today working on my newest book, but I wanted to come on and do the second part of the interview with you. I can't wait. Well, the time is now, so I guess the wait might be over. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get this started then. Um, as we know, Wisdom has new listeners every day, so I thought it'd be fun to uh, start out by you telling us a little bit more about you, like what are your hobbies and interests? All right, I'll be glad to share some of those. Um, I've already explained in the previous episode to my podcast, but I'll be glad to uh, give out a few spoilers, but... If you guys want to know the rest of the details, you'll have to watch the rest of the uh, previous episodes beforehand. Um, so to just give a few to recap, besides um, just podcasting for a fun hobby, I also really like to cook when I have the time to do it. Because I just really love the creative field that uh, I can feel free to be around in, whether if it's just making a mess on purpose or if it's actually trying to make art. But... Unfortunately, you can't really have your cake and eat it, too. Um, one of my other hobbies as well is also being able to have the potential to work out. Now, nowadays, I haven't really had a bigger time slot than I've wanted to, just because I've been cramped with a lot of, like, college work and trying to juggle with wisdom and then the whole podcasting thing. And um, basically... Um, yeah, I guess those are just to name a few since I'm kind of a boring human being, but 
If you want to check out the rest of the details, go ahead and check out the previous episodes beforehand. And yeah, I think that should answer your question there. It sure did. And you, you mentioned college life. What do you study in college? Do you have a major that you're working on right now? Well, currently, so far, I'm just practicing to warm up my skills in American Sign Language since I actually grew up with um, learning sign language as my first um, communicational language since in my autism where I was so delayed, I didn't know how to verbally speak. So I learned how to communicate easier with my hands and therefore it cooperated with my autism in a mysterious but wonderful blend um but since nowadays i have kind of drifted away a bit of that even though i have tended to it in my um in my sophomore and junior year of high school that kind of seemed to just faded away a bit but since now that i'm in um a local community college shout out to pierce college I am still currently studying in ASL for that, just to warm up some of the basics. But I'm also focusing on some one of the college prep classes, just in case, like I need to know how to prepare myself for a full-on four-year college that I plan to go to in the near future. That is absolutely wonderful. And before I get into other questions. Is there anything that you want people to know about you as a person besides the fact that you have autism? Is there anything special about Levi that we should know besides the autism? Well, I guess to just say that with every single person that does come with autism, they're one of a kind. There's nothing else like them. As much as we want them to change and let them uh, become the person that we think that is healthy for them to become. But it's only up to them that is that seems appropriate for their uh, suited, guided goal. Well, I don't know if I said the correct word there for a minute. Guided goal? I don't know. Anywho. Um, but I think... I'm not saying that we should not be allowed to help people change. But if we force them outside of their own... Uh, curriculum we could intend to accidentally cause some um, mental damage for them in case when we think that it'll be harder to trust other people when it comes to breaking that said trust. Excellent answer, thank you. Now we talked a little bit about autism before and I want to go ahead and jump back into that a little bit because my children are autistic and I happen to be an autism advocate but your type of uh, excuse me I can't talk today <laughs> all good your type of autism I have not worked much with the PD NOS can you explain the different ends of the spectrum to us like what are what are the different types of autism is there well I can't really explain all of the different symptoms because there is literally hundreds among other hundreds of, among the autism umbrella and branches just having asperger's is just one of the many that is hidden in the autism branch as much as people listed as common and isolated from the uh, autism spectrum now for pdd and os processing development disorder non-specific 
that is also enlisted in the autism branch. Now, other kids can be enlisted to have the same uh, similar disorder when it comes to having autism. But that doesn't mean they can have the same level of difficulty that they can have to grow up with. Some people can have Asperger's, but their um, struggles could be leveled to as to being either being severe to moderate or to mild. It's not saying that autism alone should be listed itself as just one, two, or three, because I think that's a very lazy idea to just do it instead of eliminating the entire umbrella altogether. No, I believe that in this case for the one, two, or three scale, I believe that it should be extended to probably to a one and a five altogether just to make it less not to make it less simplified to make it more difficult for others to understand but just simply that there is a wider range that people have commonly underestimated in what they think in their research is telling them that this is the solid proof when in reality there is a lot more to discover hidden beneath the surface I love that answer. Really fast, I, I know I think we covered this in the last one, but I know there's new listeners tonight. Can you just explain what is autism? Like, what's it like to have autism? Is it frustrating, or is it something that you just typically learn to embrace? Well, that's not exactly an easy question to answer. A lot of the times when I've overlooked on my autism, a lot of the times I admit that I find it as a curse just because when I find that for my autism specifically, it keeps reminding me of how inhuman I keep feeling. But that's only the self-negative talk I keep putting myself on because of my past experiences with others of how they treated me that I have autism. Either they have thought that I was faking it the entire time or they were saying it as if I was making an excuse to find a scapegoat out of anything that I could bargain with. For me personally, day by day, autism is always hard to accept. Whether you like it or not. It's everybody's choice to accept who they are and where they come from. Because in the past of where you have journeyed from. The past, your reputation is not what defines you. That's, that's sadly what the world today tries to tell us in like news footage or gossip magazines or like political ads or whatever it is. That's not the right message that should be spread. The right message is what we are and who we are is based on what we choose to enact in each moment even if it means if we make a mistake it doesn't matter what what disadvantages or advantages that you have it only matters when when you make a mistake it should be as simple as legally split just like that it should be that you one you learn from it two you understand it three you let it go. It's a mistake. It belongs in the past. 
which leads to the fourth and final. Move on. The mistake is not what defines us as human beings. Therefore, autism, as much as it is hard for me to admit most days, it is not a mistake. And a lot of people fail to see it as that, whereas it's something that needs to be cured. I was doing a research recently on um, on how deaf kids try to uh, perceive in social interactions and academics while parents are trying to understand them as well. They think that the parent's answer to better communicate with this child is a simple device. Something to meet their needs instead of confronting what the child itself wants and how they should perceive in order to better communicate with their perspective. With the other world sided of choices that we, well, I guess I'm not saying this because I want to represent myself for the disability and the autism community itself. For, for anybody else who does not have any uh, learning disabilities or any mental disabilities for that matter. Those people outside for, I can't speak for. Because I don't know what that's like. I only know what it's like for me. Sure, I can share similarities and struggles between some peoples here and there. But that's all I can do is just share similarities and be sympathetic for others. Whereas it is one thing to tell them how harsh and extreme it can be. Versus enduring it firsthand. With that being said, have you ever been bullied because you're autistic? Oh, no doubt, for sure. And I doubt any non-autistic kids have been bullied at themselves because of their struggles. In fact, I think any kid will 9 out of 10 get bullied. There, there's no question involved in that. Part of learning to deal with harsh criticism or bullying in this case, not a, a lot of people know how to adapt with it. Some people think that to to overcome it, they think it is easier to either fight back or to hunch over in their shell and to just suck it up buttercup, have a mindset of that. Or to just simply have an answer that nobody really suggests, which is to simply ignore it. And some people, a lot of people like to use that option, but Rarely do any people admit it in the public. And I think that's where the failed accountability is. Failed to see where it is being put when it comes to helping for any kid, especially whether they're autistic or not, whether on whatever struggles they have. That is not the key of why they are being bullied. They are bullied because they're different. And sometimes for different people, they think it's either A, they think it's stupid, and they think they should 
get some glasses and read the picture better. B, they choose to underline the situation and think they want to put this out there as the big picture to remind everybody to not become this person and therefore to isolate them from everybody else. Or the third thing, they're scared. They're scared of the change that is to come, whether they, when they're scared, they feel like they have to defend themselves most of the time. And sometimes in in that act of defending yourself for themselves, they think it is easier to fight fire with fire as a defense mechanism. And I think a lot of the times nowadays, especially for how kids want to interact with other kids, around their age, they fail to see what makes them the same human being. And a human being just means they have struggles, whether if it's mentally, physically, whatever. Everybody's got trouble. The least we can do is at least be there for each other. Of course. Uh, let me ask you a little bit about finding jobs. Is it hard to find a job on the autism spectrum? Hmm. Well, I will say that there are intentional struggles for people when they have certain disabilities when it comes to being able to have a job. For my brother, he has high social anxiety. So it's hard for him to be around other people when he wants to work with a team. But right now, he's searching for a job as we speak. And again, I'm not going to explain his name onto the podcast or onto Wisdom for his privacy's sake. But for his struggles, he wants to tend to look for a job. But of course, when everybody... When anyone wants to have a job, they feel like they need to have certain qualifications, which, of course, that is required to have. When it comes to having autism itself, sometimes those requirements are either exceeded those expectations or they just need some more work on that. It's not a matter of who gets what based on their struggles and disabilities. And I don't want to think of it as just simply of chance when it's just kind of a Darwinistic mindset to have it like that. I believe to have it like that is not exactly what I would call healthy for a mindset to rely on it. I would simply say that to have any sort of mental disability, especially if you want to have a job and to work for it and you have to earn it the first thing that you have to do is to find self accountability for yourself and if you can't find that it's good to practice things on first hand to better prepare for any set of job now what about 
dating on the spectrum, is that hard to, to, to do? I mean, is there a lot of people out there willing to date someone on the autism spectrum? Sometimes for other people, when it comes to having autism, dating is also one of the main, main struggles as well, as lo along with trying to have a job. Switching for dating. Some people find it uncomfortable to be around other people because they're afraid of what they will know on the inside. But that's just any human being for their mindset. They're afraid to admit the truth and they think that they will leave them or they will do something to myth them out of the picture. Meaning to... Um, to just make a fool out of themselves in order to get what they can as soon as they can milk off the opportunities on when the, my train of thought is running off the tracks here for a second. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is when it comes to autistic people dating, it is any basic struggle that any person can have for a girl for a boy whatever we all have secrets embarrassments pet peeves we all have our do's don'ts wills and won'ts that is literally any human being that has that same mindset you can go ask around any other person and they will give that same answer on if they have any do's or don'ts if they give off the impression of like, well, I don't know if I can list any. Well, that's probably because they're afraid to say it because they don't want to be willing to admit it. And that's common for anybody else to say on their own behalf. Now, for myself including, I don't believe myself that autism can hold back the purpose of dating. I think it is any choice that any person can be willing to do. The question is, is whether if they want to be willing to be their own voice and to have that same accountability with a partner they can appreciate. My definition of love. Well, some people like to make a holiday of it like St. Valentine's Day or whatever. I find it to be a load of bulldoogie in my opinion. Just because when they enlist a holiday specifically for people that they think this is a specific day that should be celebrated for love. I believe love should be appreciated for every single day for as long as we have. Now for love, people when they think of love, they think of like sensual actions or they think of like um, having interactions in a sexual sense or whatever, when, whatever they can That's think of that. romantic thoughts. That is 
not a very healthy thing that I would define it as. To define love myself, I would say that love is willing to be patient when the time is right. And that love should always be patient. No, I've already said that. I'm sorry. I'm repeating myself. I also believe that love should... Okay, good to know. Anywho, I believe that love is also something that is to be willing to be defined in different terms of sacrifice. For people, whenever they want to say like they love this certain someone to death or whatever, for love, there has to require sacrifice. And if you pursue someone out of an addiction or if you pursue someone out of a fantasy or if you just do it because you're bored or you do it because of a dumb dare that some dumb friends told you to do, that's not the correct healthy guidance or purpose that you should be following. The correct way on what you should do not is not also to follow your gut. The correct the correct way to do it is to wait because if you want to wait on romantic love it's better to wait to have it come as a surprise but if you're talking if you're not talking about romantic love love is also willing to accept someone for who they are inside and out and they accept them not because of what people say or what they like. They accept them because they've had to go through mistakes. They've had to go through the battle scars. They've had to go through heaven and hell just to get to where they are at in that moment. And they accept them for who they are. That's what I think love is. Unfortunately, we're having some technical difficulty on my end. You went for a good minute. Can you? Okay, where did I last leave at then? Eh? Uh, where, Hello? Where, where did I last leave at, at your end? Oh, goodness, it's been at least a minute before... Yeah, I can see that you're lagging quite a lot there. St. Valentine's Day, and the last we're having a lot of trouble. And we have to still on my end, so I'm not sure if it's my end or on. Yeah, I can. Yeah, we can all definitely hear that. <laughs> uh, okay. Technical difficulties, everybody. Oh boy. Uh. Overall, let me just let, let me just recap the answer then. If you're talking about romantic okay. love, it's just all about waiting. And as much as everybody hates to have to wait if it's not on their own timing, they must be willing to require sacrifice if it means that they are willing to wait for a certain person to 
awry for them as well. But if you're talking also about uh, platonic love, like a brotherly love, for example, it would also mean that you would love and accept them for who they are, not because of what social media says or what like a new pop song they've released or something. You love them because they had to go through everything in their life that they've had to suffer in and out of just to get to where they are at in that precise moment. And when they let themselves be completely vulnerable, when love steps in, that means that they accept them for who they are, for all the mistakes they have, for all the struggles they have to endure. They're there with them, thick and thin, to the end of it. Hopefully you got all that. I love that answer. I I did, I did. (laughs) I actually love your answer very, very much. Um, Let me touch on something a little more uh, sensitive. And if it's too sensitive, just tell me to back away from the question. Fire away. But what I've heard a a lot of people with autism, some people are scared of sex and some people are very addicted. Uh, Can you comment on that? Like, Is it just something that they have to go through? Is it something that they're terrified of? Like, what does sex mean to the autistic person? I cannot give a perfect answer for this. Because this is probably the first time I'm hearing of it. Um, Sometimes for autistic people, it's pretty common for people to find anything, especially for my brother. To have a black and white thinking mindset. To see if something is new to them. They would immediately paste it as something. What is right and wrong. Right and or wrong. Sorry. And it is not based off of. Morality or common sense. It is based off of. What they think in their own self philosophy. For. I guess, again, I, I literally don't have a perfect answer for this. So my best answer is that when it comes to like any age, if it's like for a little kid to be experiencing this or if it's a kid that's going through puberty or uh, if it's just a hardcore teen that's in high school or whatever, and they're trying to figure out the whole sex agenda or or anything. Um, If you're talking about, like, to have physical interactions or something, then I I would simply enlist it in just saying that everybody is still trying to figure out what is right or wrong based on... Um, what they feel is safe and what they feel is traumatizing to them because of their own past experience. Because we don't know what is commonly safe for them to be able to recognize themselves. Some of the time they can be able to be independent and get out of that mindset, but that's very uncommon. But 
that's kind of the sad truth of it to be uncommon that some people can be able to get out of it. But on the other side of that spectrum, or at least on the other side of the mirror in this case, I just think that in this case, I believe that every teen or every child that has been introduced with this only follows what the internet says. And they just simply follow it because this is what has been portrayed in society and movies and TV shows. And slowly, inch by inch, until modernly in this point, they have been desensitizing the whole young community. For any age that is, whether if you're being a toddler to being a a 25-year-old in this case. They've been slowly desensitizing the whole community of that, not community, the entire generation in this case. And now we're seeing it at this point that we're seeing that in, we're basically seeing pornography on TV shows and movies and documentaries. And we think it's okay to expose these kids, including autistic people, to follow behind this and say what's okay to do and what's not okay to do. First of all, if I was in that situation, I would say that showing these kids should not even be mentioned to them in this case because they're not ready to be able to experience this kind of interaction. When they experience it firsthand, it traumatizes them of their own sex experience. And therefore, they find it harder to trust other people. And they find it also very difficult to just simply be vulnerable around other people when it comes to sharing their own story. Now, with that said, as a person that has children with uh, autism, meaning me, what is your advice for myself what is your advice to me about talking to my daughter about puberty? She's autistic, but she doesn't quite understand the whole puberty process. Is there something that you could, some type of advice you could give to me about talking to her? Well, I've never really been a parent myself before, so, um, but I have babysat before, but, um, I'm, <laughs> Definitely not the best uh, parent advice giver, but the best I would say is to say to your daughter, but you don't really have to say it since I don't even think this is the perfect answer for me, but I would simply say just this. I would cut out the entire stereotype of the birds and bees talk because every single tween who is now hatching into that experience is just cringing dead inside and when they have to hear their own parent ex explain the entire thing they basically have to hide in 
their own eggs that they've cracked and they really don't want to come out because of their whole entire embarrassment. I mean, I even felt that way when my parents tried to explain it to me. Um, I don't want to explain I don't want to explain it like it's a meme to get the humor behind it. But to just simply soften it, I would I would cut up the stereotypes and the cliches and just simply say this is this is a really bad answer, but I really don't have a better answer for this, so please forgive me if this is not any any other good especially for my podcast listeners as well my best answer is just every teen every friend that you have around your age is experiencing the same thing this is not an easy thing to grow up with I'm sorry you've had to feel like this but this is only a season this won't last forever you will grow into a mature being you will continue to be a human being like everybody else and if you don't know what that is If you're trying to be like everybody else, don't. Because the person you are, there's only one of a kind. You're limited edition. You're special. Be the person who you are. And don't let anyone tell you different. That's what I would say. I absolutely love that answer. It's a very good answer, so I just wanted you to know I appreciate that. Um, Going back a little bit, you mentioned your brother had social anxiety. Now, if someone wanted to come up and try to be friends with someone with social anxiety, how do we approach that without making the situation worse on someone like your brother? Um, I guess in this case... I would, hmm, I've seen my brother try to interact with other people before, and believe me, he does try, and um, the only way that he can get himself to open up is by talking about himself, and when he thinks of that, he monologues over the conversation, it's monologue, conversation, total difference, and Basically, he would only get lit. Can't find words. Cannot say human words. Sorry. Anyways. What he tries to do is to talk about himself. He's not a narcissist. And that is what you may be thinking. That's not who he is. As much as he has a black and white thinking... He is very, he's very difficult to work with when it comes to try to change. 
especially if it still is something that he can either relate with or if it's something that he likes. All in all, for the difference of that, I would think that maybe a bad idea, but I don't really have any other options. I would say to have an autistic person just like him that that knows what it's like to have that kind of severity in his mindset and to be able to have that sort of friendship that he can have. Now with the topic of friends, is it hard for you personally to make friends? Oh yeah, definitely. And that's not to say because of my disabilities. That's actually just because of um just because of my dark past because of it. Um but I don't want to go too deep into that explanation. But overall, um for me, I would I bleh, still can't say words. I'm acting very unprofessional here. <laughs> um You're I would just we all get tongue tied, including me. Okay, good to know. Um, but overall, for me, it's just—it's just because of my—it's just because of my history from my past that um, is making it very hard for me to elude from that. And it, it's not because of my autism itself. It's just—it's just because of how my history treated me. But I'm trying to also have that mindset as well that this is not what makes me me. What makes me me is what I'm doing in this moment and how I choose to practice and keep intent with it. Um, I don't have a support animal, but I do have a pet Bichon Frise little white dog named Max. Very adorable. He recently turned six years old. Um, uh, but basically my brother also likes to, um, have him around as well to basically just have him as a pet, you know, to typically have him, um, just with coping, like if it's with anxiety or if it's feeling lonely or if it's just to simply just spend time with them, of course. But um, in this case, with any person that needs to have like a needs to have like a what 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 was the term you called it? Um, alleviation pet or something? I don't remember the term. But anywho. Um, I believe that for people that have 
very hard difficulties to learn how to control their emotions. I wouldn't say a pet for them is a like a coping mechanism to have. I, what? You're lagging out there. Uh, more technical difficulties. That's swell. Um. Oh boy, this is very annoying. Okay, how's it looking on your end? Okay, let's see. Hang on a second. Why is my thing ah? Okay, well, this is complicated. Hang on. Wisdom currently is just having a lot of technical difficulties on my end, so excuse ourselves for having the interruption in our live stream. I will continue to um, have a part two on wisdom. Um, so I'll be starting now, and I'll get back to you afterwards. Okay, due to weather issues, um, we think... Oh, no, never mind. Christy is deciding to come back. Hopefully, things will not try to sabotage us again. And prepare to welcome her back in again. We'll see. Who knows? Let's see. Hello, I hope we can get disconnected. We have heavy thunder and lightning here in Texas, so I'm not sure if we're going to get disconnected. Yeah. But, uh, thank you for bringing me back to Levi. Yeah, of course. Um, sorry about the issues back at home for you there. Oh, that's got to be really no difficult. Problem. Yeah. I'm sorry? I said that's got to be really difficult for your end. It is because you can never plan a good day for a good podcast or anything like that. You just, we just got to roll with the punches, I guess. Yeah, apparently now, that's how life works. <laughs> where did we leave off? I am trying to remember. Um, I think I, I said something about... Um, I don't know. I can't remember. Unless we're trying to thought. Well, I remember asking you about... And she's lagging out again, ladies and gents. Oh, boy. Bruh. I'm sorry, Levi. I'm sorry, too. I... Uh, well... We could try again for another day. Maybe if that's possible. Um, I guess we'll try to do like a quick wrap up here then. Um, sorry for the um, storm issues again and for technical difficulties on Wisdom's end. And um, for my podcast listeners, that's going to be a bit unfortunate though. But to wrap it up, just be sure to wherever you're following on spotify and apple or wherever be sure to give a follow be sure to subscribe hit the bell so that you can get notified on the next episode updates maybe leave a five-star review and a comment along with apple to get a shout out and also to be able to comment down below on listen notes in the podcast community on my podcast and 
yeah, that's basically about it. So I can't really do anything much other than this crap. Unless you guys have any suggestions, I suggest you guys head down to either one of those sections and um, let me know what you guys, on your opinions or what you guys want. So yeah. Alrighty. Um, that is disappointing on the weather end in there. Um, yeah. This is probably going to be ending again pretty soon and ending up with like a technical difficulty end. Um, so wrapping up again. Thank you so much for joining in. And why can I not do proper intros or outros correctly or say words at the correct sentence? Anywho, thanks for listening to another episode. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Have a good day, night, evening, whatever time it is for you guys. And we'll see you guys in the next one.